Hi, it's Sean with T-Shirt Voice Lessons, and today we're going to talk about the most important class for voice that I've ever taken. And I'm going to lead into it with another story because that's what I do. And so I was sitting again at baseball practice, but now it's for my daughter this time, and a softball practice, I guess. And so I was noticing that as people were batting or, you know, learning how to catch grounders and stuff, the coach was wanting them to watch the other people, especially if they were batting. And that's very important. In fact, I tell my kids, if you're going somewhere, like if you're doing a sport, if you're doing anything, watch the other people learning so that you can learn too. In fact, you learn a lot faster that way. And weirdly enough, I've found that you learn... And, and it almost more when you watch other people, at least you learn more of the overall philosophy behind it. Because when you're the one being coached, you're so focused on following the direction that you don't get to step back a little bit. <clears throat> so that brings me to my most important class. I could have like let this go to the end, but I don't like carrots. So, <laughs> so the most important class that I took as a when i when i studied voice and i'm going to give you a little backstory on this i was a vocal performance major and this is i well no let me give you more of a backstory okay so when i wanted to be a singer you know uh when i was like 11 years old singing things and nobody was home and then I, when i got older i would do the same thing for a while and i decided i want to do it, a band thing and all this stuff well, I quit school and joined a band at one point, not not high school, college, but and uh, and I did all this stuff and then I came back home and decided I'm going to study voice. I'm going to just do the thing and learn the whole thing. So I studied voice at a university, vocal degree. Many anyone who's a, a voice major knows what I'm about to talk about. But in music school as as a voice major, we had to perform for a master class every single week, uh, either perform or attend and watch the other people get coached. But most of the time, we were performing almost every week. And we had to perform at recital hour at least once a semester, if not more. We had to go to recital hour and, and watch things. So my most important class was the master class. Yeah, we had voice, private voice lessons. We had music theory classes, we had ear training classes, we had all these other things, concert choir. And I did learn something amazing from each one. I mean, concert choir, I taught a lot, a lot, I learned a lot about refinement. And of course, I eventually learned conducting and stuff like this. But from the master class, I would say that was the biggest, most important class to jump, jumping my voice development up dramatically. It took a while, though. But where I was coming from, and that's a different story. But because just like I was talking about with my daughter and kids watching each other get coached and learning from it, that's what we did every single week. And I noticed that my peers uh, would not be paying attention when other people were coached. And I thought it was so valuable. I was paying very close attention, noticing what the teacher was saying and how they said it, what kind of gestures they were using, and what result happened. 
How was the teacher communicating with words, with gestures, with facial expressions? Uh, some teachers were very touchy, so they'd poke people and stuff. And then, um, which I'm not one of those kind of teachers. Um, that I don't like to poke people because I never liked getting poked when I was a voice student. But anyway, I would watch these things. And I would see it. And I would learn. And I would learn fast. And I would apply it to my own voice. And it would it would it was just a big accelerator because in my lesson yeah we learned specific things i was following direction learning how to develop and how learning how to open the voice and do this and that and how to sing a certain phrase or run or whatever but there i was if someone was working on let's say they couldn't get a certain high note and the teacher would say okay do this uh, relax your jaw. You're tensing your jaw, okay? And I could see the vocal, the the jaw tension they were talking about. I was like, oh yeah, I saw that. And then they would, they would loosen their jaw, and they would get a better space. And then boom, the high note was working. And it was like magical. And it does seem magical when you see some see it happen. I was like, wow, this is really cool. And, and I'm like, I'm not like all excited about it. And people around me were like, not really excited excited as me for some reason. But some of them were because some of them. You know, we're all there to learn, so I'm not going to act like I was the only one there to learn or something weird like that. But I was really into that this part of it. And, of course, obviously, because I ended up really focusing on vocal coaching, that's probably why I was so into that part of it. But anyway, so it was amazing to see that. Then after a few master classes, I would say, I don't know, 10 or 12 or so, I was able to, maybe less than that probably, actually even after the first one I would develop this to a degree, but I would say after as many as 10 or 12, I really had a really good sense of this, which is I started to see what vocal tension sounded like, what it looked like, what the different interferences were, whether it was jaw tension, the tongue position that was really way too rigid, um, you know, someone's stance, the way someone uh, thinks of the music, their their posture, their head position. Some people would go up with their high notes and down with the low notes when, as far as their head goes and all this stuff. And I could see all of it. And then, of course, when I actually learned voice pedagogy and then when I learned voice mechanics and anatomy and all this other things, then it really came alive even more because then I felt like I was, I wouldn't say knew more than my teacher. I wouldn't say that, but... There's some anatomy that I, I feel like I did in more than some of the teachers. It doesn't matter, though, because they had their own knowledge, and that's that's the beauty of individuals. They had their own knowledge that they could apply. But what I was trying to – what I'm getting at is that I got to where I didn't rely on them and their coaching to help me to understand what was wrong with that singer. I start to get – I start to be able – I started to be able to see what was wrong and identify it. It was really cool. And some of my voice t- studios, uh, when I was in music school, we had the, uh, we had the, we were invited to participate by critiquing other students. And I, I actually liked that part. I was like, I would notice little things. Sometimes we were allowed to write it down and sometimes we would say it. But again, invaluable. So my point in this is if you have a chance to do any kind of master class, any type of group coaching, any type of stuff like this, I would go for it immediately. In fact, I have one coming up and I have many coming up. So find me on Facebook, like I said, the last podcast, 
t-shirt t-shirt vocals is all you need to know and you can find me uh the website will get rolling pretty soon but let's do the facebook thing for now i have a facebook event happening april 23rd 24th 24th and then i'll have another one coming out i'll basically do a free masterclass where people get to have this experience that i had and get to see what this is like now in this first masterclass we're going to talk about music and give some examples and show how people how interferences happen from well known examples then if people want to continue this then we can talk about where we can actually have members of the class do just just like what was happening in my masterclass where you get to sing and you get to watch and you get to critique and all that stuff so invaluable if you have a voice lesson now, this will triple or more your your development. If you don't have a voice teacher, this won't replace that, but it will definitely double your development. <laughs> I'm really arbitrarily coming up with these, these uh, numbers, but still. It will dramatically increase your development just attending, even if you don't have a voice teacher. Even if you know nothing about voice, the way I'm doing the master class... You don't need to know anything ahead of time. You just show up. We're going to learn what we need to know for that particular masterclass. It's, usually, it's going to be on a theme, which is different than the masterclasses that I did in college, but that's a different format. Here, it would be based on a theme, posture, uh, vocal space, articulation, something kind of boring sounding, basically. <laughs> um, and then we'll learn the fundamentals, and we'll see it, see it applied or not applied in different singers. Some examples, famous examples, some examples will be people in the class. And that's how it rolls. It was, it's going to be fun, interactive, and that's the, all I want to say about this. I don't want this podcast to turn into some kind of sales pitch or anything. But if you, you know, look at us on Facebook for now and uh, probably some other social media coming soon, you can certainly be part of that. We get some interaction and stuff like this because uh, it would be really nice for podcast listeners to start to be part of some of that stuff. All right. So that was the thing. Uh, so how can you also supplement your own learning by doing something similar that you – similar way that you benefit from a master class or like my, my, my daughter's example of watching other people get coached? What could you do that's similar? <clears throat> you can also listen to singers. Watch one of those TV talent shows like The Voice or American Idol or whatever and notice why something doesn't sound right. Can you see anything? Can you see it in the posture? Can you see it in their head? Can you see it in their face? Do they tense up something? Do they? What do they do? Now, I'm not saying you're instantly going to become a vocal coach. Believe me. That is a very long process, and it's not easy to develop the skill to, to hear things at a deep level, but you can certainly hear basic interferences. If I was to teach a bunch of people on vocal coaching, there are certainly a ton of fundamentals that you can easily see, 
and a ton of common interferences that people do, whether it's like a, like a simple one, like people lifting their head when they sing high notes and that causes tension, or people doing a hooked up position only for high notes. And you can see that the chest is in a great position, the head's in a great position, but they only do it for the high notes. And the rest of the song, they just kind of blow and just kind of deflate and it doesn't work. You know, there's some things like this you can see. And it's it's really it's kind of fun to do. If you're a singer, I highly recommend it. And people already get entertained by people that are sound terrible. I don't know why, but I don't know why people do that. But instead of being entertained by someone's bad singing, what about looking at it and seeing what's 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 happening? Why is it that way? And see what's happening with a good singer. What does their body look like? Are they in a perfect is there they in this, what I call the hooked up position where the, the neck is long, the chest is open, the spine is long? Do they have that? Do they look relaxed and just look like they're going for it? Can they express themselves on stage physically and not affect their voice? You know, what's happening to the ones that are really, really make it work? So, and then of course, the things that we talked about with expression. What kind of expression do they have? And is that why they're liked so much? And what's the difference between expression and, you know, kind of vocal refinement? And what is it? What does it sound like when you hear it? So make your own masterclass by every time you listen to a singer. And then I strongly encourage you to attend one of my free masterclasses. So you can learn some of this stuff. And then if you decide to continue as a a student as a ma- with uh, my masterclass uh, studio kind of thing, uh, you're certainly invited to do that as well and do it for a period of time. But always, humans are here together. It's best not to learn things in isolation. We learn from coaches. We learn from each other. We learn by feeling and, and expressing and noticing. As long as you're not doing anything dangerous, if you don't feel it in your throat, you're okay. But this is how we learn, and this is how I highly recommend you learn and start to do as soon as possible. It's actually time in our history when we need to start getting more social as much as we can. If you feel like you need a physical distance, that's fine. But let's start to get more social, even if you have to do things online and stuff like this. It's time to connect some more. So that's my spiel on uh, master classes in general and how to learn from other people and how to how to gain the benefits of the third uh, kind of third party position where you're seeing things from the outside which you don't get when you're just learning and learning on your own or taking a voice lesson or something so that's my message for today check us out on facebook t-shirt vocals And um, I really hope to see you at one of the master classes. But I also want to know that you're listening to this podcast. So I'll see you, hear from you or whatever next time. Until then, have fun singing. And remember, you are the beautiful creature that sings.